You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we come to you today for a well, not really special episode, a new episode of a new TV show that we sort of implied that we're going to cover, and uh, we're going to see how we go with this. Whether or not it'll be a weekly thing or a sporadically thing, we'll we'll work it out. But uh, it is the new TV show, the new Ryan Murphy TV show called Nine One One. Obviously, a lot of connections for us on the Oz Network as to why we're going to cover this one. And we also kind of wanted to cover a a new show from a premiere date. Um, And we're going to try and do that maybe every single year. We've done that with Star Trek Discovery, but something different here that we're going to try out. So looking forward to talking about this one today. First of all, going to start off with the introductions as we always do. And my name is Ben. Eat your nuggets, get some perspective and get the hell off my line. And my name is Colin and better hurry, Mr. Hose. I'm on fire. Uh, what is that app that he used? Um, <laughs> I should know that, but um, anyway, uh, hi, uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome again. Is this the first time we've recorded this year? I can't remember. We did a Double Oz Seven one. Um, um, first time you and I recorded together, at least. Aw, look at that. We still like each other in 2018. Um, but yeah, nine. Not that far. But... Well, okay, yeah, we we tolerate each other. In, uh, <laughs> 2018 but uh yeah nine one one. this is a, an interesting one i think we kind of went over a bunch of new shows that were starting in 2017 2018 and kind of had a few ones there that we thought we were going to do and uh, i think we initially kind of looked at this one and i think you said nah i don't want to do that it's like a procedural one that looks crap um but then i think the more i sort of read into it um essentially the the selling point for this is it is follows the lives of cops paramedics and firefighters um, which, again, is basically third watch. There are obviously a bit more of differences to this one. It's a different city. We see some uh, dispatchers, I guess, are involved in this one as well. But also the big selling point, it's a Ryan Murphy vehicle, not just a Ryan Murphy vehicle, Brad Falchuk as well, who are uh, very much heavily involved in Nip Tuck. Uh, but, I mean, anything Ryan Murphy creates, I will watch. He could create a show about the history of paint drying. I'm going to watch it. Um, I've not disliked any show that Ryan Murphy has ever put out there. Uh, so I will watch no matter what he does. So it's kind of interesting that all these things sort of connect together. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've had the premiere episode this week. It's it's off to a decent start. I mean, I think we've got a bit to talk about. We're not going to go over it sort of, you know, play-by-play as we do in our other recap episodes. But, um, yeah, I mean, was this something that you were planning on watching, or are you just like, oh, well, Ben wants us to watch it, so I better watch it? Um. I mean, I would have forgotten it was on had you not reminded me, but <laughs> I did think it sounded like an interesting show. Uh, I've never watched Third Watch, so this is kind of fresh for me. Um, if I had ha- seen Third Watch, I probably would have been like, oh, it just is like Third Watch again. But I guess the two main selling features, uh, well, I'll say three main selling features, I guess the three main stars of the show, Angela Bassett, Connie Britton, and Peter Krause. Mm. Uh, so generally, if there's... Uh, I will say I'll usually check out almost every single new show. Having said that, usually it's like I'll give it to the first commercial break, and if I don't like it, I'll delete this. Um, with this one, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with this, so we had kind of talked about doing this show, and I'm like, well, you know, it's airing at the same night as The Amazing Race. I guess it'll depend if Rossi and I record Amazing Race at the same time, but I'd like to check it out or whatever, and it just so worked out we were recording amazing race and it, we had agreed to cover this episode or i had agreed to cover it before it aired <laughs> i don't know if the opening would have grabbed me uh i think until we got you my baby's in the wall my baby's in the wall uh, 
that's kind of what that kept me watching. So I don't know if I would have made it past my my typical rule of if it's not holding you past the first ten minutes, you know, don't keep watching. I probably would have just out of you know respect for the three actors who are in there because you know they're going to do something decent, but. Um, I'm not really like a massive Ryan Murphy fan. I'm not against him. I mean, really, the only shows of his I've seen are Glee, American Crime Story. I haven't even seen American Horror Story, but I did see the O.J. Simpson one and then Scream Queens, of course. So what I've seen of his, I love his shows. But I mean, it's so hard to just say, oh, this is a Ryan Murphy show, because I mean, for you, you can look at this and say maybe similarities to Nip Tuck or whatever. Uh, For me, I'm looking at it saying just like Scream Queens, you know, I (laughs) see his hand all over both shows. Yeah, I will say straight away, this legitimately, you can't tell this is a Ryan Murphy show after one episode. No way. Uh, I mean, like, outlandish stuff like Baby in the Wall um, and maybe <laughs> the, the the sex addict storyline, there's elements there. But, I mean, this is kind of his first real taste of something kind of a bit normal, I want to say. Um you know, every show that he's done has, I guess, a quirk about it or, like, it's got something unique that stands out as Ryan Murphy. Um, but, you know, like, this this is just almost standard procedural show um, that, like, yeah, I, I probably would not look at this show either if it wasn't done by Ryan Murphy and it wasn't basically Third Watch 2.0. Um, I, I love Angela Bassett. I love that woman to bits. Um, I also love Peter Krause. I love Connie Britton as well. So, like, I'm with you there with those three. Um, so, like, yeah, it's got a good cast and everything along those lines. But, I mean, it's it's interesting kind of just after this first episode to, look, like, the comparisons, like, Ryan Murphy style, like, really nothing there to stand out with it. And even Third Watch, like, it's it's got elements to it. But I don't know if it just comes down to TV in 2017 compared to it. Like... I mean, if we had time and kind of had prepared this, I would have, like, at least told you or, like, sent you the the first ever episode of Third Watch for you to kind of look at them in comparison. Um, and, you know, again, you've got to realise one show is released in 2018, one show's released in 1999, so you're going to see a lot of 1999-ness to a TV show. But at the same time, I mean, and I'm not just saying this because I'm completely biased because I love Third Watch, but, I mean, if you show these shows to two different people... Uh, I would assume that Third Watch comes off with a better premiere that makes you want to watch the next episode. This one, you know, I'm going to watch the next episode, <laughs> but um, it it doesn't hook me as much. Um, so, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's really interesting kind of, though, that um, as a standout difference, and look, I, again, this is something that we will never know unless we ever get Ryan Murphy or Brad Falkchuk on the show, is that, like, when they come up with an idea for this show, do they go back and remember Third Watch or something like that? Because, I mean, Third Watch was never a huge, huge ratings winner. It was never kind of like, you know, the biggest show in the world. But I'm sure, like, when you do a show about first responders, cops, paramedics, and firefighters, you've got to at least realise that, hey, there was a show. Like, if you were to do a plastic surgery show today, you've at least got to be like, oh, hey, Nip Tuck existed, remember that? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting from your perspective then, as you said, you've never seen Third Watch, so you kind of go into this with real fresh eyes, I guess. Yeah. And I think I came out of it with, you know, kind of the same impression you got, which is, is this going to be, you know, a must-see show every single week? Um, For the storylines and the characters, probably not. And it's weird because normally for these procedural shows, uh, I get impatient with them quickly. There's probably only a handful that I will watch almost every single week. Probably none that I will watch every week. But 
uh, it has to have a real good hook with the characters and I guess the uh, the story arcs that carry from one episode to the other. With this one, I honestly couldn't care less about Connie Britton's you know <laughs> mother eating applesauce or uh, <laughs> you know Mister Mister Horny Fireman uh, going on his joyrides, Mister Hose or whatever. Do we even have a storyline with Peter Krause? I mean, nothing really. Uh, I guess he was suicidal at one point. That's all we know. But against my type of TV watching, it's just these typical, you know, uh, storyline of the week things. Not even storyline. This show's really broken down just segment of the first 20 minutes, segment of the second 20 minutes. Those things is what has me interested because it is kind of that shock value of seeing things that I didn't think I would see a baby stuck in a, a toilet, you know, on TV or uh, a little girl, you know, home alone. It's... it's those are the things that are keeping me interested in watching it for another week. Well, I think the thing that we've discussed a lot in Third Watch episodes is, like, you know, I guess our comparison point for a lot of that is Blue Bloods because there's lots of elements to Blue Bloods. It's kind of in the cop element that's similar to Third Watch. But I think what we kind of mentioned in terms of how TV's different, like, network television to when it was back in, the, like, late 90s, early 2000s is that it's so standard network TV now because it's kind of like nobody really goes out of their way to take risks because that's what, you know, Netflix and Showtime and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff is for. Whereas, you know, the early seasons of Third Watch and the early seasons of ER, early seasons of The X-Files, all these sort of shows back in the day, like, they felt like a lot of, um, you know, cable shows feel like today because they could be a bit different. Um, whereas mm-hmm. this feels just so standard network TV to me. And, like, like as you said, you've got your kind of your storylines and that that's going to hook you. But I agree with you, like, when the character side of things, like, Third Watch, such a character-driven show. But even if you watch the first episode of Third Watch, is again, it's similar to this. There's not a whole lot. You're not going to be able to sell a character in the first episode. So you're going to have little yeah. subtle things that you're going to explore across the season, just like you do with this. But I think the difference between this and Third Watch, and spoiler alert, if you ever do go back and watch Third Watch, there's, you know, a, a moment right at the end of the first episode of Third Watch where a character who you assume is a main character uh, gets shot. And it's kind of like he's taken a hospital and it's kind of like, holy fuck, like, is he going to die? Because, like, you don't know that this guy's not going to be part of the main cast. Um, so that's kind of, like, the difference there and why, like, you want to watch next episode. Whereas this one, it's like... We get a nice little cheesy montage with um, with some Bowie playing and Bowie and Queen. It's a great song. I love the song. But, you know, yeah. are we really into the cliche um, montage already? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> don't we save that to, like, mid-season when you're running out of stuff? Um, you know, montages work 50% of the time, as we can consistently talk about Third Watch. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm hooked on Angela Bassett's character. I love that storyline about the whole fact that, like, you know, her husband, like, legitimately that scene when he's on the table and he's, like, telling his kids. I, I thought he was going to say that he was, like, a, you know, transgender. Like, he was um, transitioning. Just the way he was, like, how I'm comfortable with myself. Uh, but even the whole, you know, the fact that he's gay and just, you know, I, that's interesting to me. That was, like, very fascinating how yeah. that was done. Um, yeah, Connie Britton, like, it started off okay, oh. like, the whole, like, you know, oh, we've got two types of emergencies, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, and then it's like, oh, your mum's, okay, it's sad, but, like, y- you know, I think it was a bit cheesy, the whole, like, oh, you're the hero, you're the real hero here, you helped save this little girl, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I did find it very interesting, though, um, like, the bit where she's, like, on the line, and she doesn't know whether the person jumps or not. Like, they hang up before she knows. Like, mm-hmm. that to me was like, wow, yeah, that's true. Like, you would never know. Because um, Third Watch had none of that. Like, Third Watch just did not have... I mean, there was maybe an episode where you kind of heard a dispatcher, but it wasn't... You never saw them. Like, that just element wasn't there. And I think kind of um, 
the difference with like Third Watch and this, if you kind of look at them, is like the the whole setting with that was that the police station and the firehouse and the paramedics were directly opposite each other. They were in the same street. Um, so that's how they all kind of connected in that precinct. Whereas this, uh, I mean, apparently Los Angeles is covered by the same firefighters and police the whole city. Um, I mean, like they went out to like a Largest suburb. Largest city in the world. And then they were like in downtown and yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, and like Peter Krause is like, we kind of, you know, besides the whole confessional side of things that he used to be suicidal and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it was just kind of came down to his, you know, conflict, didn't it? With, um, sex addict, pretty boy, who I'm sure Jamie enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she mentioned him. Well, he was only, he had his shirt off for like one scene. So yeah, she probably wasn't watching at that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling about stuff here, but like, I mean, Angela Bassett, can we just talk about her? Like how amazing is Angela oh. Bassett? And just to get her on a TV show too. Like, I mean, has she done any other, you know, uh, maybe like some guest stars or whatever. She's never had her own TV show. I mean, this is, you go back to the early to mid nineties, you can make the argument. She was probably one of the biggest movie stars in the world for a few years there. And it's not like she's ever really, I mean, she's gone away, but whenever she pops up in movies, it's always a big deal. We got Angela Bassett in this movie. Remember when she did the, she played Amanda Waller, you know, pre Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, the Green Lantern movie. And the idea was that she was going to be the one to connect the DC universe. It wasn't just, we have Angela Bassett playing this role, Amanda Waller. It was supposed to be Angela Bassett will be leading. She's going to be the Samuel L. Jackson for the DC universe. So it's a big deal to have her in anything. And I mean, in this, you really feel her presence because I think she is, even when you have Connie Britton and Peter Krause, I mean, Angela Bass is just like in a, com- a completely different league from those two. And they're both incredible TV actors, but I think there's also a difference between getting a movie actor and a TV actor. And she brings something different with Peter Krause. I don't know if you were ever a fan of uh, parenthood. Did you ever see it? Oh, I maybe watched an episode or two. I think I avoided it because it had um, the annoying mom from Gilmore girls in it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of my hesitations watching it as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, funny thing with Peter Krause is it's taken a long time for me to come around on him. Uh, he was on a TV show, uh, Aaron Sorkin created the TV show Sports Night years ago, which mm-hmm. we mentioned in our Santa Claus episode. Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Huffman's in it. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I just, I couldn't stand him on Sports Night. He was kind of the straight man. I didn't get him. And then there was that Six Feet Under show he did, which I know, you know, he was really popular for that. Didn't really get him on that show either. Didn't really get that show, to be honest. Uh, and then Parenthood, I mean, it, it was kind of like, if it was if Craig T. Nelson wasn't on Parenthood, I probably would never have watched Parenthood because it was just actor after actor that I couldn't have cared less about. And I ended up loving that show. And then the same guy who made Parenthood uh, did uh, Friday Night Lights with Connie Britton, which, again, I had seen her on, like, Spin City years ago on Michael J. Fox's show and also couldn't stand her. And then on Friday Night Lights, I'm like, she's maybe the best one on this show. So... This mo- this show here is kind of made up of, you know, one great movie actor and then two actors that took me a long time to come around on. But now I would consider them ones I'd watch in pretty much anything. I think Peter Krause, the only thing I ever saw him in was um, Dirty Sexy Money, which I, like, watched the first... Did that go for two seasons? I feel it didn't go for that long. Um, but it was... Because that had Donald Sutherland in it, didn't it? Um, that was okay. But I've seen him in, like... I'm just looking at his filmography. There's nothing here that stands out that I've kind of seen him, but I know who he is. Uh, he was in the Truman Show. I don't remember him in the Truman Show. Um, Connie Britton, of course, was in 24, um, you know, yeah. in the esteemed fifth season. She also was in the first American Horror Story. Um, so, and this is the thing with Ryan Murphy, like, he works a lot with the same actors. Uh, and Angela Bassett was in at least three or four seasons of American Horror Story, and she also was in ER. 
um, and she was in Alias. Oh, so I'm this thinking. isn't her first TV no, show. No, she. I mean, yeah, Alias. It was like guest starring role. Well, she um, was. She. I don't think she was ever. Was she credited as main cast in ER? She was like it was a big deal when she was in it because they were like Angela Bassett joins ER. But I'm pretty sure she was only credited as special. But she was in here 16 episodes, so she was in a fair bit. But. Uh, I remember when they brought Dr. Green back, kind of as a flashback episode, um, like she was involved there and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, no, she's one, two, three, four seasons of American Horror Story. So, um, yeah, Ryan Murphy's worked with her. But this is the thing I love about Ryan Murphy, too, is that he works with these actors constantly, but even when he will get, like, the big names, um, like, oh, God, I've gone blank on a name. Oh, two-time Academy Award winner. Uh, American Horror Story. She was just in, um, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang, thank you. Uh, like, I mean, she just loves Ryan Murphy. She just, you know, finds everything. I mean, he obviously just got like Susan Sarandon and like just the people he gets. So, you know. Oh, he got John Stamos. Yes. <laughs> for Scream Queens. <laughs> he got Kirstie Alley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, even like sort of. We've talked so much in Nip Tuck, like we're, you know, at the time recording this, we're recording the fourth season, and that was kind of the season where he started to get the really big guest stars because Nip Tuck was, you know, he'd done popular, but like Nip Tuck was kind of the show that really put him out there when that was big. Uh, but like the fourth season, like the stars he got, like Peter Dinklage is basically a main character in, in season four, like Brooke Shields, your, your favourite. Rosie O'Donnell becomes like a thing, um, and not like a bad thing. Rosie O'Donnell's amazing in it. Season five, like, you know, he got Bradley Cooper before Bradley Cooper was an A-lister, like just when Bradley Cooper's starting. Um, just like all these sort of things. Like, like He's good at getting these people and they just always want to return because... He's Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, yeah, coming soon to the Oz Network. Um, but I guess kind of just on the show itself, like, I mean, you know, if you do watch this comparison to Third Watch, like, given this is a brand new show shot in high definition, it's very bright, it's very flashy. I mean, um, I mean, I like kind of like just some of the, you know, like obviously Baby in the Wall was interesting. I guess we can talk about that separately. But even the way it kind of started, how, you know, we had, what, woman throwing herself off a building um you know straight away what was the first one we had i've gone blank on that um there was something to do with the firefighter oh was the, the, the no there was the person the dr- person drowning in the pool um mm. and then like i kind of like this guy like this sex addict who's just using his fire. you liked him <laughs> no I, 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 okay, I didn't like him he was a bit annoying but i liked like, it was an interesting storyline that you know he's just like <clears throat> like goes off has sex with a woman then has sex with snake woman <laughs> Um, and for some reason he doesn't get fired after the first one (laughs) it's the second (laughs) one that he gets caught in um but like the thing that i find interesting here is like i and i don't know how it works in los angeles because third watch it was kind of a thing where the paramedics did work out of the firehouse um and they all kind of were under the you know they wore fdmy like fire department new york even the paramedics would have that insignia on them so i didn't realize that this is obviously a thing in other cities like los angeles it seems like they work out of the firehouse the paramedics but that was to me like it was interesting to see that the firefighters were so front and center in this like angela bassett as a police was kind of what introduced halfway through and the woman who was the paramedic like i mean she basically was there for like you know the wikipedia reference and then obviously kenneth cho was just what like oh i'm getting laid tonight because i'm making out that this was my snake saving so he was fun. I like Kenneth, Kenneth Choi is great. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, kind of with Third Watch. Like it's, I mean, I was telling you off air how like the later seasons it just becomes so cop centric. Even like the first seasons, there's a nice balance between the five other uh, paramedics and the cops. But 
the firefighters are kind of just the limited ones in third watch because you only had one main firefighter when they brought in taylor she was kind of half firefighter half paramedic so you'd kind of have a firefighter episode every six episodes or so and they were always like my least favorite because they just never you know what can you do with firefighter storylines oh a building's on fire oh we've got to save people okay whereas this it was like the firefighters were the star of this episode i mean it was all about peter krauss and and horny guy and then it was just angela bassett you know kind of coming along with it well, and, and that's one thing I think that's kind of interesting with this one, because I, and again, I don't know if it's the same thing with Third Watch, but like, do they consider them first responders in Third Watch? Or is this sort of like the firefighters respond to their emergency and the police respond to their emergency? Because this is sort of like first responders just simply means there's an emergency. If the police can't get there, then the firefighters get there first and they do what they can. You know, if if the ambulance can't get there, then the firefighters get there first and they do what they can. It's depends like for the most part it's separated so you will see paramedics respond to a medical emergency the cops you know there are obviously episodes where they incorporate all of them there are some where you know like the firefighters will show up first and be like oh hey we called you guys because there's a sick person here or like the cops will get called and they're like oh hey no we you know we need a paramedic here or vice versa so this was more yeah like first responders and like it, it amazed me actually like there wasn't any separation between the firefighters and the paramedics in this. Like they're always mm-hmm. together. Whereas yeah, in third watch, it's rare. Like they're, they're, they're off in their fire trucks. Like we saw like what one ambulance, <laughs> the rest yeah. was just like, the, the, even though I think the paramedics were in a fire truck at one point, weren't they? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, another thing that I think I did like about the show is just how they're not always prepared because yeah, the snake storyline, which really, like I said, the show was three segments. It was the baby in the wall, it was the snake, and then it was the little girl home alone. The snake one was very brief. And um, with that, you had the firefighters, like I said, their first responders are like, what are we supposed to do? It's a snake choking a woman. And, you know, the horny guy or whatever, I think is the one that says it was probably the, I find his character very forced, but it was the one line I actually really liked. And he's like, why don't I just punch it in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, punch the snake in the face. That's how you solve it. But they're, they're actually stumped. Like, what am I supposed to do? And when he does just cut its head off, it's like, well, I mean, nobody was coming up with any better suggestions. And I'm struggling to think about who would be equipped for this. Cause you know, there's situations where even the police get called and like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, you have the four sections of the show. You have, the firefighters, you have the police, you have uh, the uh, paramedics occasionally, and you have the the dispatcher, and they're finding ways to cross them all over in every story. And I don't know how long they're going to be ho- able to hold that up, mm. but just like you said with uh, you know the dispatcher, it's like, well, I don't know if the lady jumped or not. You get that even with the police officers, and I was fooled by this show uh, when there was the baby one and uh, the. <laughs> Sorry, this is just Jamie when she kind of was tuning into the show. She was getting an impression of what this, <laughs> the horny firefighter was like. And they, maybe he was a bit of a boob or whatever. <laughs> and uh, when they gave him the baby to take down the stairs, she gashed and goes, Oh, he's going to drop the baby. Like she <laughs> legitimately thought that's the most realistic thing that this story is going to do. <laughs> but I was fooled because I was thinking, we we're sort of theorizing and she's like, uh, you had the the, the uh, firefighter saying, oh, well, you know, this this girl did it. And they're like, well, she's just a girl herself. You can't blame her. And I was thinking this would be the payoff of the show. If this was your typical network show. And that I, I thought we were going to find out, you know, the father, you know, impregnated his own daughter. And he tried <laughs> to kill the baby. But we find out nothing. And in a way, I think some people are going to be frustrated about that. But in a way, I kind of like it. It's because it's realistic. It's like you get your brief moment of this is the emergency. And then who cares what the... 
climax is because even these firefighters are like yeah we'll probably never find out maybe we could give the hospital call and maybe they'll tell us something yeah and that's that's what third watch did so well particularly like the first four seasons when and this is the thing which i'll be interested to see if this does because they're setting these elements up of the character base of it i mean you hear of a show like third watch you explain what it's about you feel it's going to be procedural you feel like this but what third watch does so well in the first three and a half four seasons is that it legitimately is so character-based that you get these moments where, like, you'll see them go out and, you know, save someone, do this, do that, but it's just, it's gelled over afterwards. It's back to the characters, and, like, it sounds like crap, but it's actually done in a part where, yeah, you don't need complete closure on what happens to people, if you know what I mean. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, like, they balance it so well. Uh, I mean, the second season of Third Watch, to me, is one of the best TV, complete TV shows TV series of all time because it's just the way they balance it out and it's just so character driven with still getting drama of like what they're doing in their jobs and that was I know in Third Watch their intention was it was never meant to be about the jobs it was meant to be about the people and how this affects their lives how do the people who every day they come across people who are having the worst day of their life um, but yeah. that's their job and like what I liked about this pilot was you know when Peter Krauss was talking about the whole um like, some people cope with it by, you know, drinking, taking drugs, um, you know, like, because these people, yeah, you think about what these type of people do every day. Like, baby in the wall, that's probably, like, the fifth huh. worst thing they've seen that day, <laughs> you know? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's such a job. And, like, I remember, um, I think in one of the times I was at the newspaper, I, like, had to interview, like, an ambulance worker or something, and they basically said, like, if people hung around with us, they would think we tell the most inappropriate things. Like, we make jokes about crime scenes and things like that. It's, it's not that we're horrible people. It's, it's how we deal with it because we see it all the mm-hmm. time. So, and I think that's kind of interesting how they're going to kind of go across with this and, and that, you know, again, Third Watch did it so well, particularly in those early seasons. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just so interesting with the characters, though, I feel that, um, you know, outside of our main three... Are we caring for anyone else? (laughs) That's kind of the thing, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like like I said, I love Kenneth Choi. I think that he's a fun character because he's it's the right balance. He's just douchey enough to love him, you know, watching Die Hard and his girlfriend's just so bored with him or whatever. But then he's not so over the top like horny guy where it just seems unrealistic because like horny guy... He's sure it would be fun if it was in small doses, but it's like they just they just can't show everything with him in the first episode. Maybe that is just trying to grab you in the first episode. But even with Angela Bassett, I mean, it was an interesting storyline because a it's portraying a type of storyline, somebody coming out, and normally that would be like. Sorry, I just sneezed there. I decided to mute you. Bless you. I'm more polite than Jamie. Um, next time I'll keep it on just so that, uh, people can have the right perception of <laughs> a Canadian do. sneezing on Please Mike. do. <laughs> but, um, you know, normally we get these storylines, like, oh, I'm so proud of him. It's like, no, realistically, his wife would be pretty pissed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't you be? I mean, I, I, I don't, it's still a situation where it's like, you're leaving a person. She's not gay. She's still happy with her husband, you know? So, hey, I don't love you anymore, and I don't love women. No, she's got this on her chest. Like, I turned to men gay. How bad could I be in bed, you know? Well, like, there's a lot of things that are going to go through her head that an audience doesn't normally think of, and at least they're addressing that here. And that's where I found it so fascinating, because, like, it's sort of implied, like, the way he was like, you always knew. Like, it's, was this a convenience thing that they kind of, like, gave it a try? Like, I mean, but, like, it's it, that's what I found so many so much laid about this. And, <laughs> am I, What? <laughs> 
just picture like you always knew and it's like what is that he's sitting there when he's knocking her up with their firstborn it's like uh, uh, uh. and meanwhile he's on his phone surfing romancing the uniform.com and she doesn't question it <laughs> Yes, it's like, honey, why are we oh, just nothing, nothing, just watching yeah. this. <laughs> um, but yeah, There's like, a I mean, whole lot of John Stamos on our TV lately <laughs> when we're Mickey Love. <laughs> why do you get so excited whenever we see shirtless Hugh Jackman in Wolverine, honey? Um, <laughs> is your name Jamie Hilding? Um, but, uh, <laughs> What's your obsession with handsome men named Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rank the Hollywood Chrises. Um <laughs> But like even just like the, like the daughter's reaction and how that's going to happen and um yeah. like just that scene at the end though where she's in the car and she's like you know what does she say like oh you, are you still angry are you still not talking to me yes oh you want to wait for dinner yes like it's just I don't know Angela yeah. Bassett like this woman Jesus Christ um just just amazing love her like add it to the list <laughs> Angela Bassett month. <laughs> you just made the list <laughs> you made the list Angela Bassett. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess kind of, I mean, I'll keep watching. Like, I think we'll we'll try covering it. It might not be weekly. It might, as much as we'd like to, like, um, you know, there might be sort of some crossover. We might get sort of um, Darvell and Brandy to come along sort of, you know, with that third watch side of things. Um, But, yeah, I mean, maybe even Nick. I mean, I guess the Ryan Murphy connection, Nip Tuck. But, I mean, is this something that you feel you're going to keep watching? Did I, I don't know if I asked you that already or... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to watch it for a second week. Um, I think that it's funny because part of my problem with shows like this is they tend to get so melodramatic. And I do feel like the character stuff will get to... If we just keep seeing Alzheimer's eating applesauce, you know, for 12 episodes, I don't know if I want to watch it. I kind of want something that's fun, but I also don't want something that's so heavy and so full of shock that, you know, you just can't stomach it every week. This has a bit of balance. I think... Doing a show like this on HBO would probably be too much for me. Doing it on network TV, at least it makes it fun. Like, there's a bit of humor in a way to you. You have obviously the one with the snake. There's almost, in a way, a bit of humor to a baby stuck in the wall just because yeah. the absurdity, the way they handled it with the guy. Uh, and they come in and he's obviously stoned out of his mind. And it's like, <laughs> I swear there's a baby in the wall. It's like, sure, there is, you know? <laughs> uh, but I mean, even the, the final story, like, there's. There's enough fun things in the show, even the mistakes in the show, like uh, the moment where they're pulling it out, and it's like, pull her out, pull her out. And I'm thinking, they don't see any genitals. How do they know that this this thing in the pipe is a girl? You know, I think this is going to be one of these shows where half the time you're going to really enjoy the absurdity of it, and the other half of the time you're just going to be able to have fun kind of making fun of it, which is really what we do on this show. I want to say that, um, I mean, some other sort of slight comparisons to the premiere of Third Watch was... um. And I, I remember when we talked about this episode, like, as much as I love the show, as much as I love the pilot, there is massive cheesy elements of the pilot. Like, there is a scene where a woman's giving birth on the subway train in New York, and they do this really weird zoom in on her mouth as she's screaming. And there is legitimately a scene where, like, um, there's a building that's on fire, and this woman's, like, holding a baby. My baby! My baby! Um, my baby! My baby! And she's, like, yelling at the paramedic on the street, like, take my baby! And he's like, no, no, don't do it! So she drops the baby, and it's this slow-mo, and the paramedic catches the baby, and it's, like, the first time you hear the theme of Third Watch. Like, it's so cheesy. Um, but, I mean, yeah. again, remember, this is 1999. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, that's kind of the different the similarities here. We've got to have the over-the-top baby storyline. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I mean, I will say, in terms of our Australian listeners, I don't actually know if this is going to air in Australia. Um, so, I mean, I may have watched this in other capacities. 
but um, as far as I know, it's not been announced to be shown here in Australia. Um, so, and it's it's a Fox show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. I don't think I've watched a Fox show since 24. Um, Scream Queens. Oh, Scream, okay, fair point. Uh, I still watch The Simpsons, sadly. Um, and The X-Files. I haven't oh, actually... get off this podcast. <laughs> You're disgusting. I literally watch The Simpsons every week. I'm like, oh, why do I watch this? <laughs> but I keep downloading can just, it. Uh, can we just talk about the other Ryan Murphy show that's coming out this year that probably will be worth covering every single week? Uh, Feud? Yeah, uh, that, well, that's going to be the second season. Oh, did they do a first season already? That was the Susan Sarandon, Jessica Lange one. They did um, uh, Joan Crawford and Betty, Betty Davis. Uh, so it'll be the second oh, season. Oh. Is this the one about, um, it's got Ricky Martin in it? Does it? I don't know. I just I I I then gets excited for Ricky Martin. <laughs> it's got I Ricky Martin in it, doesn't it? it. <laughs> now, if it was Enrique, maybe, but yeah. no, not. Hey, <laughs> no, that's offensive. <laughs> Enrique's a poor man's Ricky feud? Martin. <laughs> Let's do Ryan Murphy's feud: Ricky versus Enrique, <laughs> season three. Come on. Um, no. What is the second um, season? It's about that murder in Miami. Charles and Princess Diana. Oh no no no! What am I thinking of? It's another no, uh, no 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 no. You're right. Like no, Versace, the American Crime Story. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so I got my I got my American few. Uh, you know, but yeah. So okay, absolutely, because I thoroughly recommend you going back and watching Betty and Joan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great. It's got uh, Alfred Molina in it, um, and it's also got uh, Molly Price. Hopefully, interview coming soon. Third watch actor. <laughs> um, she's Alfred Molina's uh, wife in the show, but. Um, I mean, this is this is just Ryan Murphy. Uh, he just does these shows so darn well. Um, it had Catherine Cedar Jones in um, that, if I'm not mistaken. So Stanley Tucci was in it. Um, I didn't even know the first season existed. I just heard about this uh, Charles Diana one. It's good. Uh, and you said you did watch the OJ one, right, or some of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and like, of course, Scream Queens. We have to cover that one day. <laughs> like, like, I'm like absolutely serious when I say this guy has not created a bad TV show. Even, um, oh, what was the one he did that sitcom that didn't last very long? Um, the New Normal. That I mean, that the was New Normal. It, it had I never it, saw that one. It had its like Ryan Murphiness about it. Um, and it was that was just basically based on his life. Um, popular is just. Wow. Oh, it was a vanity project. That's why you liked it. Yes, you know I do that. I mean, Popular is a show which you should really go back and watch. That's just like Glee without the music, but on crack. Like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> um, it's just got the most random shit in it. Like, it's so funny. And Nicole in that show is one of my favourite TV characters of all time. But yeah, obviously, like, Nip Tuck, amazing. Glee, like, it took me a while to get into Glee, but, you know, I enjoyed Glee. Uh, I wouldn't go ahead and say it's like one of my yeah. top ten favorite TV shows. It was it was Glee, but you know it was still enjoyable. Uh, obviously, American Horror Story, the new Normal, uh, yep, Screen Queens. Uh, OJ Simpson was obviously you know completely praised, uh, and yeah, Feud. Um, so when does the uh, the Diana one come out? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I, is it? It says it's expected to premiere in two thousand eighteen. So. So, I mean, FX, they really, they, they, I don't even know if they've cast it or anything yet, but usually FX shows all debut, you know, January, February. Oh, the Versace one premieres in like a week. I didn't realize that was so soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Nip Tuck was FX. He was kind of one of the first to, because when Nip Tuck started, FX was only really had, I think Rescue Me just started, or was it just after Nip Tuck? 
Uh, but FX was kind of like a minor cable network at the time, and NipTuck was one of the ones that really yeah. put it on the map. Rescue Me, they had damages. Uh, they had the Shield. I think no, maybe the Shield started just before NipTuck. Um, but Sons yeah. of Anarchy, the Americans. Yeah. Anyway, so the FX is pretty good. And he's got another show coming up called Pose. I've never heard of this before. Hear us. Uh, Pose is an upcoming musical drama series. <laughs> You know, we, we we decided to record an episode on a show we weren't sure we were going to continue. We're not sure if we're going to continue another week. So when this episode goes out, it will be renamed the Ryan Murphy News Hour. <laughs> well, this show that's coming up, um, it's got James Vanderbeek in it, Kate Mara, Evan Peters, who's in like everything that Ryan Murphy does, but I love Evan Peters. Um, doesn't have Sarah Paulson in it, though. She'll, she'll pop up in 911 eventually. She's like in every yeah. Ryan Murphy show. <laughs> Somebody will flush her down the toilet or something. Oh. Actually, you know, before before we wrap everything up, yes. the toilet, I completely forgot this. When the baby was flushed down the toilet, now, my baby, my baby. It, it, remind, <laughs> it reminded me of one of my childhood fears, which was... Getting flushed down the toilet. I guess going... Well, <laughs> yes, in a weird way. My childhood fear was getting sucked down the drain of the bathtub. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I can remember I was probably at least even three years old. And, you know, when my mom would drain the bathtub, you know, I was assuming I was going to get sucked down. Even if it wasn't me, I was assuming my toy, all my bath toys were going to suck down. So I would, like, create a barricade of my body because I thought that any of these things would just be sucked down. And I distinctly remember it must have been, like, some subconscious fear I had. I distinctly remember uh, having a uh, dream once when I was maybe six or seven years old where I was too close to a toilet, somebody pushed me and flushed the toilet, and I got sucked in. And all I can remember, I, I, it's still so vivid in my mind, everything going dark, and then I was just sitting in blackness, and I couldn't move, and I could just hear, you know that really eerie sound when you're stuck inside something, like maybe you're behind closed doors and you hear people on the other side? It was just that. It was terrifying to me. And I watched this baby get flushed down the toilet, and it brought back all this childhood trauma of mine. Oh, poor Colin. I don't know if he'll ever get over it. That's Needed. why we may not cover this every week. <laughs> Needed therapy afterwards. Um, <laughs> was it, okay, it was a Canadian TV show, wasn't it, called You Can't Do That on Television or something like that? Or, yeah. Yeah, I remember there was an episode of that which actually freaked me out, where somebody was in the bath, and like this person came out of the plug hole and sucked them down the plug hole. Um, uh, so like that, if I, I'd seen that, I would have been in tears. Yeah, you would have been. And speaking of being in tears, uh, did you know that uh, Peter Krause is actually in a relationship with Lauren Graham? So, <laughs> oh come on, you can do better, Peter. <laughs> like at least the daughter from Gilmore Girls, she's better looking, uh, <laughs> and not as annoying. That show gave me the shits. That woman would never shut up. <laughs> Stupid Lauren Graham. Uh, <laughs> Hey, they both met when but they Peter appeared Krause. on. They both met when they appeared on the sitcom Caroline in the City. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to the Oz Network. Leah Michelle. Um, <laughs> no, not Leah Michelle. Leah. Um, that's that's wrong. Leah. Um, yeah. That's that's uh, Glee. Leah Thompson, Thompson. Thompson. Thank you. Oh God, it's Joanna Ward all over again, or whatever her name was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Linda Wait, Spencer, not Joanna Ward. Linda Spencer. Every Survivor player on the planet will be Wonder Woman before Linda Carter. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? Is that um, on Boxing Day, you know, we went to Walmart here, and they usually have great Boxing Day sales, and they had really nothing for Boxing Day, and we had a little bit of extra money to spend, and I saw Wonder Woman Season 2, and I had only seen like a few episodes here and there of the Wonder Woman TV show. So I grabbed it, and I've been watching this every single night, and 
every time the opening credits come up, it's like, did it, did it, did it, Wonder Woman. And I see <laughs> Linda Carter's name on there. I always visualize Linda Spencer with her hands on her hips. <laughs> yeah. That we, we need to Photoshop that, I think. Just, you know, like... Doing Somebody it. please. Um, just also notice here, Connie Britton was in a show recently called Smilf, uh, which had Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> in <laughs> What uh, does Smilf stand for? Single mother, I'd like to fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, so fucking was, is what, the act of having sex. <laughs> I thought it was an autobiographical show or something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, also, Samara Weaving in it. She's hot. Uh, <laughs> what what was that? Okay, Samara Weaving is the niece of Hugo Weaving or the daughter? No, niece. Um, and she was in Home and Away, the esteemed vehicle for Chris Hemsworth and all other actors uh, in Australia. But um, she was like, oh, I loved her on Home and Away. Um, but apparently she's now in an American TV show with Rosie O'Donnell and Connie Nielsen <laughs> called Smilf. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, she's, we apologize she's, to all you people who tuned in to hear about 911 today. <laughs> who is she to Hugo Weaving? She's the niece? I think she's the niece. I didn't know she existed before today. Yeah, she's very attractive. Anyway, um, what are we going to do with this episode? <laughs> um, uh, buying it, renting it, or bidding it? Uh, in all fairness, I think it's, it's a pretty decent rent. Because I do want to watch it another time. And I think if I were to watch this show, it would be one of these things where I'd probably... Fa- it's kind of like Glee. You know, if you rewatch Glee... You're not rewatching the whole episode. You're fast-forwarding to the best songs. You're fast-forwarding to some of the funnier moments. That's sort of what I see this as. I'll probably fast-forward up to, you know, the baby in the wall and maybe <laughs> skip to the end where, you know, uh, Mr. Horny Guy, you know, hoses the guy off or something, <laughs> or hoses the girl off, whatever he was hosing in this episode. All the good stuff, you know? And Kenneth Choi. Yes. And uh, Angela Bassett, just because she just yeah. needs to be watched. Um she needs to be watched. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, it's a strong rent. I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to rush out of my way to watch this again. Um, but, I mean, it's got it's got potential. Um, so, yeah. And plus, again, as I keep saying, I'm going to watch this show because it's Ryan Murphy and just keep going with it. So, yeah. Um, we'll, if we cover this every week or every couple of weeks, we just turn into the Ryan Murphy Newsweek. Um, <laughs> what's Ryan doing this week? Ryan was spotted in L.A. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing how far we can go with this show. And, um, and if nothing else, I mean, I think we do this with movies. We review movies every week. If we just went in during the fall season and then during the mid season, just reviewed a TV show every night for one week, you know, maybe we yeah. catch on to something we do want to cover every week. Which was kind of our goal. We kind of did have that conversation about, look, we should choose a show because, you know, I guess the thing that's interesting with us, what we can do is that. There are certain TV shows that everybody's going to podcast from the beginning. Like, I'm sure there's a hundred shows doing Star Trek Discovery from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be shows doing that with a variety of different shows that are going to be, you know, getting that all that attention. Whereas, you know, 911 might not necessarily be one of these ones that's going to be the 911 podcast. Um, you know, was that After Buzz TV that they cover like every single show? Like, oh, where's the 911 After Buzz? Um, so, you know, and we could either discover the new Breaking Bad or. The new, uh, what was that? Viva La Lachlan? The new, oh, hey, good call. What was, um, that Hugh Jackman one that lasted like a week? Was it Viva Lachlan or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, whatever it was, I watched 15 (laughs) minutes of the first episode and decided I'll delete this. uh, I remember Eddie, you know, we're talking all about Eddie Sibrin and all that sort of stuff. He was in like the Playboy Club or something like that. They were like, oh, this is like the next big show. And that lasted all of like two weeks. 
Um, because it was all about like the history of like Hugh Hefner and how it all, whatever. Anyway, um, so uh, whether or not we'll have this for you next week, we don't know. Um, but we do, I will say just in some exciting news, we have some, um, pretty interesting interviews lined up that are going to be recorded in the next week or so, um, and hopefully released sporadically. So a lot of, um, actors from Lost Third Watch and Nip Tuck that we've reached out to and some main stars, some sort of minor stars that have appeared in just a few episodes, but are sort of memorable guest stars. Um, so we'll post some of the ones that are more interesting where we can get some listener questions for, um, otherwise just, uh, stay tuned and you'll just see us randomly post, Hey, here's our interview with this person, um, Ryan Murphy, <laughs> we wish. <wish. laughs> um, so yeah, just keep an eye out for that. And as always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the usual channels, exciting stuff still to come in 2018. Obviously, uh, best of 2017 is out there. If you want to relive, uh, our first sort of year on there, we've got our movies, uh, restarting, uh, very shortly next couple of weeks we'll be doing our winter olympics month in the lead up to uh the winter olympics in 2018 i think we uh starting when are we starting with cool runnings or are we going to save that to the end um i think we have to start with cool running okay. i mean it's that's the ultimate all right so we know that we're gonna have to free up about five hours next saturday then to record that yeah. one <laughs> um, but uh yeah so we'll be doing cool runnings miracle uh eddie the eagle and hopefully i Tonya. And, um, yeah, looking forward to Winter Olympics month before, what, Tomb Raider month, isn't it? I don't know. We'll work this out later. Mm. <laughs> Tomb Raider two weeks. Tomb Raider fortnight uh, coming soon to the Oz Network. <laughs> but uh, thank you for tuning in. And as always, all our regular shows, Lost Third, Watch Nip Tucker happening during the week as well. And Star Trek Discovery, did that start again or not yet? It starts again on Sunday. And you got The Amazing Race coming as well, I should mention. So yeah, uh, Rossi and I should have that out within the next 24 hours. Um, so everybody who wants to watch the amazing race, watch it in the next 24 hours because we're going to spoil everything for you. Yes. Including um, who wins the whole season. Cause we know it all. It's that person and that other person. I guarantee you they will win. Um, I just want to say on the amazing race, <laughs> I don't want to want to spoil anything here. We may have an exclusive guest on because there is an a Rossi competing on the amazing race. this season. <laughs> wow. Is so it... we'll find out tomorrow whether it's the same one. Wow. So like he's been holding out on us this whole time that he actually yeah. was, uh, you know, going out of his way to be a competitor and an Indy car driver because apparently he won the Indy 500. Oh, is it? Is that Anthony Ross? As in um, Alexander Rossi? Is he Alex, on it? Yeah. Is he actually yeah. a contestant? Yeah, it's him I've interviewed and, uh, him. I've like, sat in a room with what? him and like, I've just sent you the picture. He was in Formula One. No kidding. Oh, you got to you gotta get him on the show for us. I've got to watch this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was on it. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> this is more excitement than we got out of Ben for all of nine one one. Alexander Rossi's on the Amazing Race. I did not know that. Like I like legitimately sat in. A, he was a reserve driver of a Formula One team when we were in Malaysia, and we sat down with him for like fifteen minutes and had a good interview with him. Got a photo with him and everything. So, um, I'll send you the photo. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Alexander Rossi. There you go. Makes me actually want to watch um, the Amazing Race again. <laughs> Alrighty, um, Alexander Rossi Oz coming soon to the Oz area. <laughs> the, the qualifying lap is now starting up again. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to close this. My name is Ben, and my baby, my baby's in the toilet. And my name is Colin, and you got hosed. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.